Welcome to the Officer Autumn Show podcast, the realest and most upfront podcast designed specifically for female first responders. I'm your host, Autumn Clifford, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest today. Shelly, can you please introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Shelly Massingill, and uh, I'm a wife, mom of four amazing daughters. Um, I should preface, I am a wife to my wife. My neighbor thinks that I'm her husband, which is <laughs> so fun. I, I find it hilarious. Um, but I am not. I am not her husband. I am her wife. Um, <laughs> I am a life coach, a non-yoga teacher, a intensati leader, and for the purposes and importance on this call, I have been a New Jersey State Trooper uh, I'm in my 18th year now in the New Jersey State Police. 18 and years. I do, what a 18 long time, years. man. Yeah. And I do have to say um, for that my opinions expressed today are mine alone. I'm not here to represent the New Jersey State Police in any way. Um, so they are my opinions and mine alone. Absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love that little intro, like everything. You know what I love the most about this? And I want, I really want to highlight it for our, our listeners is you didn't come right out the gate with, I'm a cop. It was no, no, no. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. And I'm a life coach and I'm, you know, the yoga, is it yoga? Nam yoga. Yeah. Nam yoga. And I know you're really into a lot of spiritual shit because you and I really connect with that stuff. And I just want to say, like, I just respect that a lot because I do think that in this job, we get really caught up with what our identity actually is, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And when I, I say I'm in my 18th year, um, it's taken me probably most of those years to realize how important it is to come back to ourselves. Mm. And uh, I mean, it's it, it, it really is so easy for our identity to shift and become the work and become the job. But the work is making sure that we stay in touch with our own truth and our own heart. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's important for everyone. But I really think that's vital for women mm. because there's such an expectation perceived or otherwise that we, we play a role and that we become a certain way. But what I would often say to, um, a, you know, a, a young applicant or someone who's interested in applying or interested in law enforcement is what is your why? Why do you want to do this job? Mm -hmm. What is your reason for wanting to be here? And that is what connects back to the self to then mm -hmm. move forward into the career. And it, it's so, it's so easy, I think, to lose sight of that along the way. And, and it makes sense because there's specific training, right? You know, we have to be trained a certain way and we have to be mindful in ways that we were never mindful before starting this type mm -hmm. of a job. So, But true. being able to connect that back to why am I here helps us I believe anyway, to stay present with ourselves in any given moment, which comes back to tactics and helps us with those, you know, in those tactical moments as well. I think that, I think that's so important. I just want to highlight that. Like, why are, like, why did you get into the job, right? Like we kind of had a sidebar before this, but like why, why you were here, why, why you're in the job, like, and not losing sight of that. Yeah. Yeah, Huge. absolutely. And it can change over time. 
right? But when mm-hmm. we come, like, especially when we're first starting out, we've got to stay connected with that first reason why. For me, I mean, there was numerous things along my life to begin with, but that deciding factor really was when September 11, 2001 happened. And I was working in corporate HR and I was like, you know, I got to do more. I've got to do more. I have to be of bigger service. You know, I was in a service oriented job because it was human resources, but I, I just felt the, the push to do more. And that's, I, I had had law, like I felt driven towards law enforcement or military, you know, something prior to that. Um, but that really was my, my, like, I've got to go, I've got to give, I have to be and do more. Yes. Um, and it wasn't just a, I want to help people, but that was a huge part of it, right? So many applicants and so many of our recruits, like, why did you want the job? Well, I want to help people. Okay. But why go deeper? what what is it specifically that you want to you know why do you want to help people mm-hmm. and well you know what i just want to be a better service a bigger service mm-hmm. um and so for me that that was my driving factor and honestly i don't know i don't think that has changed over the years i i said it could change but when i really think about it it really hasn't changed who i'm helping and who i'm serving has shifted and morphed mm-hmm. over time just based on my various assignments Mm-hmm. Um, where now it's more like an outreach towards other law enforcement members, other first responders, you know, to, to come back and be in touch with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's from that very beginning person and mentoring and, and coaching there, or someone who's been on for years, or even someone who's coming towards retirement, you know, how, like, how, how do we reconnect That's with, it. with the self? So true. So good. Shelly, can we talk? I'd love to talk a little bit about like what your experience has been being a woman in the job Mm -hmm. and any advice that you would give to, you know, we have a lot of women coming into the job. We have like newer, you know, women in the job. Like, can we talk about that? Like, what do you have to say? Lay it on me. Tell me everything. Well, I, I have had a blessed career. I, I will say, um, and I, so from, from an assignment standpoint, I started off on the road. We all do. Um, yep. We all have to do a minimum of three, now five years on the road. Um, and then I moved into some other positions, governor security. Um, so I was in our executive protection unit. I was an instructor at our academy um, in self-defense and then on our technical support squad, I was in our selection process unit. I was a recruiter. I was in our professional development unit. So helping to work, it's kind of like an HR position, working with other troopers and um, professionally developing in that way. And um, I feel like I might be skipping something, but it doesn't really is neither here nor there. Um, And now I've been the the most irrelevant thing right now is I am in equal employment opportunity investigations. And so that when it comes to gender and anything that relates to this, the EEO policy, we were investigating things of that nature. Um, so, you know, I say that to say that when, when I talk about being a female on the job, um, I'm always thinking from now from that perspective of, you know, is this a gender based situation? You know, is it based on race? Is it based on a protected category? Or is this an experience that I am having 
because mm-hmm. I expect to be treated differently because I'm female. Ah. Um, so, and, and that's, that's a recent, you know, a recent shift in perspective for myself in my own career. Um, I, I had actually didn't have, um, I really haven't had any situations where I felt like I, I was singled out for being female or, you know, believe it or not. However, I, throughout the academy, I always felt like, and my classmates and I would, would talk about this, like I graduated with two other females. We would talk about how we felt like we had to always rise above. We always had to be a step above. We always had to be, you know, especially in PT and self-defense, we always had to stand out, um, not, not stand out to stand out from the class, but we always had to be a step ahead and a bit better in order to not stand out. If, if that makes sense, because yeah, it, it always sense. felt like there was an expectation that we would fail because we were female. Mm-hmm. Now that now having been an Academy instructor, I'm not certain that that is true necessarily, but the, the feeling is there. And I think that's what it comes back to is the feeling, you know, the feeling of what's going on. Um, now I do know that there have been other women that I have worked with. Um, and this is prior to my, my current assignment. I know that there are things that happen where women are treated differently and it's uncomfortable. And there's, you know, there's a, there's a fear. And for me on the road, there is a fear that if I don't take every job, if I don't jump on it, if I'm not like, again, rising above, I'm not going to have the backup. Nobody's going to be there to back me up. Now, by the grace of God, I did have the backup. I, I always had at least one buddy, if not more on the squad who I would ride with on our midnights or, you know, that we would, we would team up and, you know, I was, I was never singled out, but I always felt like I had to just do better and do better in order to not be singled out. And I can't say that I've ever heard one of my male counterparts feel that way. Yeah. Huge, huh? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So and what would you tell the woman right now that who's feeling that way? Like, what would you give them for advice? Um, first, first, I would ask if, you know, are, are you showing up as yourself? You know, how are you showing up? Um, and, and does it feel, does it feel right to you? Um, you know, for me, it, it always felt like, I, I always felt like I was being myself. You know, I was, I was showing up to a job because I wanted to show up to a job. I always, I had those thoughts in the back of my head, but then I would forget about it, you know, in, in the moment. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I want to do this job. That's like, it. this is a great invest. Like That's it. somebody got their weed whacker stolen and I'm going to find out who it was, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, for somebody now, you know, I would, I would say, you know, is where do you feel like you could be falling short? Mm. You know, is it like, how true is it that, you know, you may not have, have the backup, you know, and you know what, it might be true. Mm -hmm. It might be. And then of course, you know, we have to, you know, we have to explore that a little bit more because that's hard, you know, like that's, it's scary. And that is, that is a, a hard thing, you know? So I, I, you know, I think it's hard to give, 
it's hard to give advice, like general, for me anyway, it's hard for me to give generalized advice on, on something like that without knowing, you know, specific specifics, because so many departments are different, you know, to a, to a young trooper, I, I would say, who is, who is a friend on the squad, you know, who's somebody who you can go to as a mentor on your squad or at your station, um, who's somebody you can talk to there about this, um, you know, and then, you know, who can you ask for guidance that's, mm-hmm. that you work directly with, who might be able to help you to, um, you know, like what, what are the expectations to understand better the expectations of members of your squad? Yeah. That's really good advice. Did you, did, how did you like the Academy? What was the Academy like for you 18 years ago? Um, I mean, it sucked, (laughs) you know, just like it's supposed to, um, interesting now because I, I was an instructor for three classes and some of the experiences blend together a little bit. And like, was I an instructor or was I a recruit during that time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it, there were so many ups and downs. And, um, you know, it was like really just staying for me to, to get through. And I think it, it holds true for all of us who were there it was just like one moment at a time, like, all right, from this minute to this minute, from now we're going to this block of instruction. All right. We've got two more things until we get to eat lunch. All right. Now we got lunch. We can breathe for 30 seconds and okay. Now we've got, you know, these two blocks of instruction or PT, and then we get to have dinner. Okay. That day we got that. Now we've got guard duty. You know, it was one, just one moment in one block at a time. Um, and that was the way, the only way that I knew to get through that suck. Um, but talk about life changing and character building and all of the things that, you know, we say like, Hey, this will change you. Um, it absolutely did. So in hindsight, it was a wonderful experience. Would I want to go through it again necessarily? Maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. Not so much. But would I? Absolutely. How was it being an Absolutely instructor? Would. It was awesome. It was Love awesome. It. Yeah, I I absolutely loved it. Um, yeah, absolutely loved it. What would you give advice for a new recruit coming through, like preparing for the academy? Um, well definitely make sure to, to work out, work hard, you know, do a, do your running. Now this is, I can't speak for other academies. I can only speak for ours, you know, so with, um, you know, what, like doing recruiting events and stuff, what I always tell applicants is, you know, body train with your body weight exercises, look at the, the things, you know, we have it posted on our website, what's expected, but really focus on those body weight exercises and running, you know, get yourself built up to that, five miles, you know, minimum of five miles at an eight minute mile pace so that you can comfortably run it so that you're not getting injured while you're in the academy. So your physical stamina, your nutrition, getting your body in the best possible shape. And then outside of our body, well, not really outside, inside of our body, but the mindset, like that is the absolute most important thing that we've got to develop. So what I, what I reiterate is come back to your why, like I'll ask them, why do you want to do this job? Tell me why. 
And now tell me more about why you want to do this job. And let's go deeper and deeper until it's really connected, that heart-mind connection, because the body is going to do anything we tell it to, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to, as long as our mind says you can keep going, Mm -hmm. if you're in some degree of physical shape, Mm -hmm. the body will keep going. It will listen. But when we start to give up in our mind, then that's when we start to, you know, and that's when we disconnect from our reason why we started and the reason why we wanted to do this. So come back to why, why do you want to be here? Why, why, why? And I think that why, like you said, is just going to get us through so much more. You know, I have a lot of women that reach out to me and they are like, in the middle of the academy telling me how much it sucks or they're so afraid to go into the academy and i think mm. that's a really great piece of advice for anyone struggling like go back to your why yeah why, you know and connect there that's excellent now <clears throat> how long do you like what's your retirement in new jersey how long do you have to be there we so we can retire at 20 years um in, in order to get a at least a portion of the pension we have a mandatory retirement at the age of 55 yeah so um and then you can you know if you can like i will age out four months after i complete my 25th year so i really can't do too much more um but you can keep going you know 25 is is the like the full pension and then it's like some small percentage for every year after that which i can't do so i really never looked at to be honest So, you you know, as we talked about in your introduction, you know, you have a lot going on outside of the job. Can we talk a little bit about that? Like, how did you get so um, involved with things outside of the job and why? Um, Well, before I became a trooper, I was actually a Reiki practitioner. Um, So I was into like the, if if you want to call it the woo-woo. Um, you know, I was into the, the um, spiritual stuff and energy work prior to getting into uh, law enforcement. Um, but I, so I studied martial arts for many years and through what martial arts, uh, Ruku Kempo and small yeah. circle jujitsu, pressure point theory, self-defense. Um, and uh, I haven't, I say I did because I haven't actively trained for a few years and I miss it. Um, anyway, <laughs> we do digress. Um, so through the martial arts practice, you know, we would talk a lot about journaling and your mindset, you know, obviously, right. It's in martial arts, of course, it's all about mindset. And I started thinking like, you know, if, if I'm in here doing this physical training and we're breathing a certain way. And then we're going to go journal. And then um, my my instructor at the time studied a lot of Tony Robbins. And so now we're talking like incantations. And, you know, if we do all these things, why not put it all together? Mm-hmm. Like, let's find a way to put it all together. And from there, I stumbled upon this amazing practice called Intensati, um, created by the, the um, Patricia Moreno, who, bless her soul, has recently passed. Um, but she created this practice called Intensati, in, Intent for Intention, Sati for Mindfulness. It combined, combines positive affirmations or spoken word incantations, if you will, physical movement. And uh, so we're combining our, our mind, our body, our physiology into a high, uh, in, an intense physical cardio aerobic 
workout. So we're throwing punches, but we're calling them strong. And we're doing jumping jacks, but we're calling them now, you know, and then we're saying like phrases and words like I am strong now, putting this all together into like an hour long workout. And like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the spiritual. This is the mind. This is the body. This is the thing that brings it all together. Mm. From there, I was introduced to the practice of Nam Yoga, which is neuro advanced, neuro activating advanced meditation. Um, and it's a form of yoga that puts together mantras, so the spoken word, mudras, hand positionings, uh, meditation. It combines the meridian system of the body. So we bring in some Eastern philosophy, uh, breath work, of course, right, because it's yoga, and then um, the physical movement part of it or the Shakti. So we have Shakti Nam. I, I teach a class called Shakti Nam. Um, so again, here we have the spiritual metaphysical aspect of things. And so as I combined those practices and then became a life coach, um, that was through working with one of my mentors in the state police who was talking about life coaching. Like that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So I became a life coach. And so it's the combination of those practices that I, I began to realize how much that change, those each changed my life and helped me to show up better at work yes. and helped me to be better able to, you know, whether, you know, by then I was off the road, um, but, you know, maybe working in overtime detail or something like just how to show up better in situations. Mm-hmm. and it just, it all just helped me to be more confident in a way that, um, you know, just, it just changed how I showed up, whether it was with coworkers or is with coworkers or the general public or, or whatever. And I also noticed that each individual person for the most part would show up differently around me. Ooh. And, and that, I mean, that's probably a whole podcast in and of itself. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we won't go down that road. But, but they showed up differently around me because my energy was different. Mm. So powerful. Yeah. So powerful. So, and do you think, and I know you've said this, but I'm just going to ask the question. Do you think that that having those outlets, would you say that that has been like, because when you started, when we started this conversation, you said, you know, I've had a really blessed career. I've had a good career. I know a lot of officers can't say that or won't say that. Maybe they can say that, but they actually just won't because they don't have like a good mindset about it. Right. And, you know, you seem to be very positive and very upbeat. And so would you say that having those outlets, having those focuses, um, that make you like a better person? Do you think that that has been helpful in maintaining like a long career? Absolutely. 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 And, and I, those are the things that I enjoy. And those are also practices that I can bring to others, you know, to, to maybe help guide, you know, whether it's giving just a, you know, a, a little bit of a breath work or, um, you know, just options. Um, but, you know, it's, it's different for everyone, but I think that is so important. Like, I mean, beyond important, it's absolutely vital that we find a positive outlook or outlet, you know, something that's, that's not, um, not going home and drinking in excess, not say you can't have, you know, a glass of wine or a beer or whatever here and there, if that's, you know, if you like that thing, that sort of thing, that's, there's nothing wrong with it, but 
be mindful, you know, Mm -hmm. be mindful of what it is, be mindful of what we're putting in our bodies and being mindful of our emotional diet. You know, what are we talking about on a daily basis? Are we complaining? How much are we complaining about? Because you know what? There is a hell of a lot of shit to complain about in in this world, in this job. Oh my gosh, the media, like all of the things. So how much, like, what are you taking in? And for me, it is, it's these practices because they're all about become, especially in Tensati, it's about becoming conscious and, and conscious of our thoughts and our words and our actions and realizing that we can shift our state. We have the power to shift our state when we recognize that we're in a state that doesn't feel good. You know, and, yes. and when we have that outlet, whether it's, you know, CrossFit or running or, or whatever it is, when we have that outlet that, that helps us to shift physically, um, then the feeling changes, the feeling in our body changes, and that helps to shift how we're thinking. And then that helps to shift things on the outside. So it's, you know, it's a positive cyclical effect. Um, and I really, I think it's so easy, and especially early in our careers. you know, I know it was for me, but I think it's, it's so easy to fall into those patterns of negative talk and negative thinking and complaining and, you know, hearing, you know, maybe somebody who's midway through their career, who's disgruntled or frustrated with something. And then, you know, as that junior person, you're like, oh man, that really sucks. And now we're looking for all the suck, right? We're looking for all the things that are really crappy and next thing you know, you, you know, you pull up at a motorist aid and somebody starts screaming at you and, you know, and it, you know, it's just like one thing after another, but when we can catch it and say, wait a minute, this person's sucky experience doesn't have to be mine. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be mine. What, what can I find in my day that can be a positive and, you know, how can I maybe show up to help cheer them up a little bit? You know, what, what can I do? Which, which can, you know, it, and, that can be very difficult, of course, but I, we've got to be mindful of what we're taking in and then have those personal tools to be able to shift ourselves out of it. Even if it's, you know, maybe you got to walk outside the station or outside, you know, and get back in your car and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you bounce up and down a couple of times outside your car. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like you do whatever it takes to change your state, to change your mindset to get yourself back into, you know, what feels good, that, that good centered feeling, because I'll tell you, when you have that good centered feeling, you're going to show up better and you're going to show up safer each and you know, to each and every, whether it's a car stop or, you know, a domestic, whatever it is, you're going to show up safer when you feel good in your body, when you feel good in yourself and you're going to have better interactions. I love that. And, you know, I was just sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, like she has 18 years on the road and she's a trooper and you are, you're so happy. And you have this like really nice way about yourself that I feel like, you know, it just isn't, it isn't like common, you know, with a veteran officer, Mm -hmm. you you seem very light, light lighthearted. And I just, I really admire that. What, as we like, wind down our conversation I I know that I know that our listeners are going to pick up that vibe and they're going to be like I want to be like that like I want to fucking survive this job right because I talk a lot about that and job survival and stuff 
can you give some advice to um how to survive like some job just kind of like wrapping it up like i i know you've you've touched on it but would you just summarize like how to survive this job stay present i mean mm -hmm. if, I, if i'm going to give just two words it would be stay present um because that that's that's what saves us being being present to ourselves um i mean when we think about you know tactics right we we think of the 365 degrees of awareness and you know we're watching we're watching over our shoulder behind our back watching our partners all the time so we're present but to really be present to really feel how we're showing up at any given moment this is both in the job and then outside of the job yeah. right when we go home to our family being present how and and if my wife was listening right now she'd be like yeah when are you going to be present because i'm always thinking like what's the next project i need to do what's the next you know the next thing like the sink's leaking i gotta fix that like you know yeah. but um but but still being being present being present to what you're experiencing yeah. in each moment you know is it what am i feeling in my body how what am i feeling um now we're not doing this let me say very importantly, we're not saying, what am I feeling in my body as we're walking into a scene, right? We gotta, right. We've got to develop that skill before that so that we know as I'm driving up, like as I'm, as I'm coming up to it, my, okay, my heart's racing. Okay, great. How do I calm that down? Okay, deep breaths. Now I'm present in the moment. I came back to the moment. Here I am. Now I can see. Because when we're tapped in and connected to ourselves, then we can see so much more. And we can see through our intuition yeah. and so we can feel more confident about you know our choices and our decisions that we're making mm -hmm. um because we're not just it's not just that that quickly running mind mm -hmm. it's that feeling that deep sense of of presence of self mm -hmm. that we're showing up with um mm -hmm. and you know it's not an overnight immediate thing but i think once we have like once that seed is planted mm -hmm. and once we hear oh stay present deep breaths oh you know now that seed's been planted and we're gonna we're gonna remember that like yes. we just we just are shelly where can everybody find you they're gonna want to hang out with you where Ooh, can that'd be out? fun um <laughs> so we well um soon they can hang out with me early mornings um on zoom doing some intensati and i will post that on my website once i have an actual schedule for that um right now my website is esp coaching llc.com so okay. esp um like um echo sierra papa coaching dot uh, llc don't forget the llc.com okay. um or shelly m coaching.com it's shelly with an ey I love that. And are you on social media, Shelly? Oh, yeah, I am. I'm on Instagram. Shelly Elmas is me. And I am also on the Facebook. <laughs> just my name, Shelly Massingill. And there's also Empowerment Solutions and Performance Coaching um, is my coaching page. Very there. cool. Uh, and I will have all of this in the show notes so the listeners can just listen, click, find you. I just want to say thank you. Obviously, awesome. thank you. For your time thank you for your service i appreciate this conversation immensely i know the girls are going to get so much out of this um you oh, know you bring so much is, 
this is like a dream come true. Like, I can't tell you how excited I was when you were like, I want you on the show. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so excited. Like, because I mean, you know, I, I've been very bad at keeping up recently, but I, I love you, Haley. Your <laughs> voice to text is awesome. <laughs> um, but I mean, I just, I, I love what you're doing and it's, I, it's just so awesome. So thank well, you. I appreciate that. You know, it, it's, I want, I think it's just the right, it's the right platform now. You know what I mean? I had to get things yeah. squared away and, um, and yeah, man. And the other night, and I don't know, like I saw you, we texted and I'm like, shit, you have got to come on. Cause it has been a while, but you have so much to offer. And I, I, I just, I just am so excited for this podcast. So thank you so much.